the hotter your girl is, the more entitled you feel to the hotness of other women. So if you're like, if she's like hot a nine, now you're like, oh, so not only can I look at sixes, the market just adjusted. <laughs> Cause, cause men, men for niggas, it's top down. It's, women have like a, like a, a floor on what they're willing to date. Niggas have like kind of like a ceiling of what they're able to attain. So if you're like, oh fuck, I can get a nine. That means that means nines, eights, sevens, sixes, and fives is on the market. Fours and threes on the weekend. So now the like the number of things that are allowed to distract you expands substantially. That's a red flag. <laughs> It's a red flag. I think I saw somebody typing something in the in the chat. Um, so feel free to pop your mic on or just shoot something in the chat if you wanted to, to say something more good. Okay, so first of all, hey, how are y'all doing? Good morning. Yeah. Morning, boy, have mercy. It's evening here. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a it's a round world, goddamn. The sun on only yeah. on only one side. Oh goodness. <laughs> but um, okay, so in one of y'all older older episodes. Eddie, you said that if your partner was cheating, mm. but you didn't know that you didn't know, you wouldn't mm. care. I have to okay. respectfully disagree. You disagree that I would? Oh, oh, if you were in that position, you would. You definitely would care. Yes. Okay. What's up? <sighs> okay. So the reason okay. why I say oh, this I've been thinking because... about it. God damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm what? just imagining. I'm just imagining her like Snoop Dogg coming through the door while listening to the fucking podcast. Like, man, fuck this bullshit. I got to talk to somebody about it. No, it's just I don't want to be rude. Y'all was talking, you know what I'm saying? But okay, um, please, please. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is I like I wouldn't want to be oblivious because are they truly really happy if they feel like they have to scratch that itch, so to speak? See. And this is, this is, I'm very unsure about where I fall with like a lot of the cheating stuff. And, and Alvin and I actually got heated on like the previous episode. Cause I'm, tr I'm like still trying to work through what I feel about what cheating even is or what it means or what it should mean. But like, I 100% believe that it's possible somebody could cheat on you while still fully loving you. Now, whether or not that's likely is a different thing, but I think it's totally possible. Especially for men, if I'm being honest, but like, I think also probably true for women. Well, yeah, I, I guess you could say that, but I just feel like, well, I think in regards to that episode, y'all were talking about like just sex, right? And I personally feel like in a relationship, you should be able to fulfill that need for your partner. You know what I'm saying? Like they shouldn't be trying to go out and look for that. You, like, can't, you can't grow two pussies though. Oh God. <laughs> I will also say in regards to that looking at the episode from scenes from a marriage when she started cheating their sex life got better see but that's all hmm, that also oh man why do you okay why do you think that is because that's like that I've heard that kind of thing and in another show that I'm watching um you know you my, my namesake as you like to talk about uh Joe from you found himself in a similar situation but i is that real or like what do you think the motive is for that shit like do you think that's real yeah i do man i do what's um, the what's the underlying i don't i don't know okay so they could try to remember last time he cheated <laughs> trying to figure out <laughs> it, it, it is, it's not a, it's not a cheating story so yeah, yeah. um and this has happened before this is also like a kind of a trope because i've seen this on shows too 
Mm. Um, strip clubs. Okay. You're at the strip club. Uh. They come home. Yes. And then, you know, the sex is a little bit different. And I don't know if it's because, mm. like... It's, that's, it's, that's like that's like smelling a Big Mac and eat then biting an apple type of a situation though, right? Possibly. Well, okay. okay can I, so. can I yeah, please, please. Yeah, yeah. So, is it a thing of like you say, like you go to the strip club and then you go home and you know have sex with your your girlfriend or whatever? Is it because it's like, dang, these women are like making me extremely aroused. Let me go home to my wife. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, is it a guilt thing? Oh, no, it's definitely not a guilt. <laughs> no, no, he's saying, like, they're making my dick hard. I can't fuck them. I'm going to go fuck my wife. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe that's the same thing that you were saying. It wasn't like, oh, I'm guilty. I need to get away from these women. It's like, okay. I need to fuck. Okay, yeah. Got it. But yeah. I think it's also, I, I think also maybe to to what you're saying, Alvin, it's like, if you, I think that cheating shit, I don't think it is like that it reinvigorates your desire. I think that you just can't be around your mistress as much as you want to or your your maestro or whatever the male version of that is as much as you want to so you you have to in the moments where you're like fuck i want to fuck what was the nigga's name jello pilo polly polly you have to like oh i want to fuck polly right now john's all i've got you know what I'm saying? We got we got dick at home kind of a situation, and so you go for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, yeah. <laughs> so you go for that, yeah. Um, well, yeah, but that's a, yeah. But no, I okay, I can say 100% as a man, just as a man who has been in situations where I'm like dating somebody seriously, and I've never I've never cheated, but I have been in lots of like open or still ca like what everybody has, you know the 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 talking phase shit where you're still dating people casually whatever i've also been in full full poly type situations where it was like everybody knew what was going on it's 100 percent possible for me to be busting down people that and that does not at all diminish my joy for my partner as a matter of fact most of the time it's like really 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 if my partner were always available i probably wouldn't even necessarily have been fucking like that so i'm mostly was just you know fucking while she was at work that kind of shit oh good lord okay yeah. but i but it didn't but it didn't change any of my feelings i don't these are i don't know if this answering any of your <laughs> your question or whatever but that's that's how well, it is for me personally I, alvin is it any would you say that that accurately reflects your experience i i, I don't know if i have experiences that correlate <laughs> quite with yours <laughs> which part you definitely have whole experiences you definitely have experiences where you was fucking girls that weren't the girl that you wanted to spend your emotional time with and those girls but i wasn't but i wasn't in a committed relationship when i was doing that mm, so so you've in, never in, been in, you've in, never in been form, fully uh, okay okay so you've yeah. never been fully like locked in with somebody and still fucking on others kind of situation mm -mm. Mm, okay so you have no yeah okay so how, how is it for you to you you find yourself like if you if you with a nigga you oh, have I, no desire whatsoever for extracurricular niggas or what? Honestly, if I'm with somebody, I I don't see anybody else. That's just me personally. You don't like see them. That's interesting. I don't. I hear people say that a lot. I, I always wonder what that felt like to not <laughs> see other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that not wild to you, Alvin? I I, like, I think that's wild. 
okay to not see that like to be like i don't even register the attractiveness or like the lust of other people now i might be like i might see somebody and be like oh nope not looking over there that's a like that kind of thing but i'm I that definitely see. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely like oh. I'm not going to indulge in thinking about how nice that other woman looks. I'm just gonna direct it into whoever I'm currently having dinner with. You know. Well, for me personally, especially if he's like doing his job and keeping me happy, hmm. like that's that's just a personal thing. I really don't see anybody else. Like they'll be like, "Oh, this guy over here, he's attractive." And I'm just like, "No, my man shits on him." Like that's that's just where I'm at with it. So my okay. thing is, I'm I'm punching above my weight in my current relationship. I think my I think my current girl is a much more attractive woman than I am a man. She's an attorney, you know. You're she's a criminal, got yeah. a, I'm a criminal, you know. She's just got a bajillion things going for her um, that I don't have. And at the same time, I'm more I'm still more in the camp of Eddie. I'm very much like, oh shit, let me focus, nigga, focus, focus. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Fo like focus, like one hundred percent. Even even still, yeah. like I don't. Those two things not even related, bro. Like the hotness of your yeah. girl does it. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it's actually the opposite. The hotter your girl is, the more entitled you feel to the hotness of other women. So if you're like, if she's like hot a nine, now you're like, oh, so not only can I look at sixes, just adjusted. the market just adjusted. <laughs> Cause, cause men, men for niggas, it's top down. It's not bottom up for women. Like women have like a, like a, a floor on what they're willing to date. Niggas have like kind of like a ceiling of what they're able to attain. So if you're like, oh fuck, I can get a nine. That means that means nines, eights, sevens, sixes, and fives is on the market. Fours and threes on the weekend. So now the like the number of things that are allowed to distract you expands substantially. So, so the hotter your the, the hotter your girl is, I think that's the worst. But I actually want to ask you about that, Alvin. But I'm, I'm gonna let you go, Tia. We're gonna get into the show. Um, thanks, thanks for talking to okay. us. And we'll, we'll see you next week for sure. Appreciate you. Thank you, okay. Tia. All right, no problem. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Waving the Red Flag, number one dating and relationship podcast in the entire universe. It's Eddie. It's Alvin. Uh, let me just get it straight into some shit that you were saying before during the pre-show. You have said before that you feel like you're in constant competition because you're kind of like hitting up with your girl. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. So you feel like you're in a queue and your girl has like many, many men available to replace you if you fail to be an, an adequate partner, especially because you're hitting up. Do you feel like she has a certain right to cultivate that to some extent? And if so, do you feel like you also have the right to cultivate, not necessarily backups, but like that contingencies? Um, damn, how toxic am I gonna get this? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Get, get, um, get into it, because I because because I just realized you had said something kind of wild, and I was like, wait, what's the other side of that coin? Oh. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be temperate toxic. Okay. So I'm not. I don't feel a lot of pressure to cultivate backups, simply because, despite the fact that I do feel like I'm punching up, and have it many points in my, in my illustrious history punched up. Um. I think if you I punch know, up that frequently, you might just be tall, nigga. But you know, whatever. that was a, I meant metaphorically, but also I know I know what you literally, mean. Literally, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. But my whole thing is that I know that my package is such that like I don't I'm not exactly starving out here. Even even if I'm like, mm. you know, I don't think I don't think there is any one thing about me that's like super extraordinary. I think the package together is 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 fine. So yeah, I don't yeah feel absolutely. The need to, 
I don't I don't feel the need to be cultivating anything right now because in the unfortunate event that that situation ends, I don't think I'd be too hurt for you know for going options. to the store and just getting some fruit. True. Um, but see, okay, nor, so... nor, nor do I think nor do I think she would. Oh yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. But see, it's about the it's about the quality of the of the produce. So any woman can go get a new man to be around, but it's like you're like how how quality that man is is going to vary based on like has she been hitting the gym? Has she you know is her makeup good? Has she been out and about doing stuff? Is she on social media, et cetera, et cetera? Which are the ways that I think women keep that that sword sharp? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. In the same way for you, like you maybe can always have options, but like those options can diminish tremendously. If your beard is looking scraggly yeah. and fucked up, if you're if you stay indoors talking only to one person, your social skills and conversation skills can get rusty as shit. Like you can gain a little bit of weight in the wrong places. You can get tired to where you don't fuck as good as you used to. You can you know you know you can you can get you can get less attractive to where it's like yeah you you got what do what do they say? Uh, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. And that's the situation that you end up in? I think that's fair. But I also think that, so, and again, tempering the toxicity. Man, uh, look, yo, bro, give me, give me, give me, give me the bulletproof toxicity, man. Come on. It's, it's also like tempering the toxicity. Okay. Like okay. That. Can you, can you speak, can you speak hypothetically about how you might've been in previous situations? Not necessarily no, how no, you not think even, not, even, not even that, not even that. That's not even the thing. So it's okay. like, if you're in the market for black women, for example, right? Mm. Almost all black women date black men. Yeah. When you're looking for women in the circles that like you know we've traveled in that kind mm. of shit right they're looking for a certain type of man statistically that man is more likely to be black that thing that they're looking for is actually exceedingly rare mm. relative to the number of black women that have that and want that right Got so what you. i'm thinking of is stuff like certain social markers like um degrees for example right so yeah full disclosure almost all women nowadays get more undergraduate degrees than men yeah White, for example, white women have gotten more bachelor's degrees than white men since like the late 70s. Yes. But what you see with black people that you don't see in other groups is that once you start going to like master's, doctorate, you know, professional programs, what was a gap just gets wider. So they get way more advanced education than we get. Man, so like if you're that trying shit to date is a like, fact, bro. Ain't no, yeah, so don't nobody study more like, than black women. Exactly. So if you're trying to, you know, like doctor such and such and master who who's in that? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So like I say it all the time, you know, my girl is an attorney. So like if my girl wants to date somebody that's an educational equal, more than like my girl is black, so she w probably wants to date a black man. She's gonna have to come you know, on back home because it's a small pool. Yeah. <laughs> how how many? You know, like you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like it's just certain markets. It ain't too many other get. niggas like me. Yeah. Well, and then but, you just you just, you just layer that up, right? You just layer that up. So what do what what do most women also want? They want a tall man, right? It's only like what 13, 14% of the population yeah. that's my height or taller. You know what true, I'm saying? So it's like true. So okay. Like, right. So you for, really for the, so really you're saying I'm like six foot, I'm six foot one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Hey like, man, be careful, bro. You're gonna you gonna get our comment section blown up, niggas well, women rather coming after you. Um but okay, so that makes a lot of sense to me, but men are the approachers. So yep. I feel like it's not just about being a package. Like marketing, I think, is way more important for men. 
And I agree. Like, you, you can also- be you can be a beautiful person. It's a lot. It's a lot of ten niggas that can't get laid because they don't know how to get out of their own way. I agree. And the the thing that I always said, like being on the market, and it's a lot of rusty that- ass niggas who was out here. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. The thing that I tell people all the time is that I'm not a club guy, I'm a bar guy, right? Okay. So, like, he, he probably not listening to this, but my brother's a very good-looking <laughs> motherfucker, right? My, okay. my brother's a very good-looking motherfucker. The motherfucker's, okay. you know, in, like, great shape and shit. Mm. He's very good-looking. He walks in He walks in a club. People, people look. stop. They're like, they're like, oh, shit. People don't stop when they see an average-looking nigga like myself. So I'm not going. I'm not picking up women at the club. I need time okay. to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? So I need. <laughs> yeah. I need a. I need a, a little bit lower music. I got to trick a bitch. Hold you know, on. Let me. Let me. You know, yeah. I need to like. You know. You know. I need to talk about your interests. I need to see if you like art or some shit. So right, I'm gonna right, pull right. out that one art history class that I took one time. I'm gonna pull out the okay. one women's studies class I took. I'm gonna pull out okay. econ. I'm gonna pull out some poetry. Limitless. You know what I'm saying? I gotta. T- this you nigga's know, pulling talk, back books talk. that he read in sixth grade. Like, <laughs> I know yeah, all so, about that. So, so to to your point, I think that that's kind of what you have to do because as a man, you oh, can't I'm with just, you. Yeah, you can't you can't just be in your face and say like, oh, oh I got degrees. Oh, oh, oh I'm talking like that, that's a, that's yeah. a recipe but for see, you're not going to get shit. And that's that's kind of why I'm wondering, like, imagining a world not you specifically, but you just you imagine a world where it's. 10 years in the future, you in a bar or on dating apps is like, it's another life at this point. And you've gotten complacent and you, you know, you do your work and you have your partner and whatever, and things for whatever reason end. I think a lot of people can find themselves in a situation where they don't even know where to start, even if they have, if they are a package. If you're your brother, it's a lot easier to walk into a club and maybe somebody comes up to you, you know what I mean? Or just make a, 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 a online, like a fucking hinge account or whatever. Whereas for you, the process that you just described is one that requires upkeep. You got to keep the whistle the whistle wet. So you know, forty five year old Alvin trying to go to the bar and like <clears throat> polish, dust this shit off and polish it up. Like, hey, so what's your? Do you eat? Do you do you like peanuts? Like trying to figure out you know how to make that connection again seems like something you could lose much more so than the other things that you said make you a top ten percent nigga. You know. Fair enough. But, but or has that just something you you're like ah I'm I feel comfortable not needing to worry about that. I feel like again knowing my specific approach and I imagine that this differs person to person. I think my specific approach for stuff like that is something that I'm cultivating outside of actively trying to like woo somebody for example, right? Like I'm just building like basic conversation skills. Right. right. So you keep so it you keep like, it sharp for platonic socializing. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I feel like that's a very easily transferable skill. Agreed. 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 One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because yeah, because a platonic conversation, all you got to do is add like one little eh, chest, like chest tap, and it's like okay, cool. This is a this is a, a fucking conversation. You know what I mean? So I agree. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you think that there's a Okay, so so in your head, your girl has a line, but you also kind of hypothetically have a line of women that if hypothetically, if shit didn't whatever, you know, the world ended, whatever, that's kind of there in the cut, hypothetically. No, so it's more like my kitchen is empty, but I can very easily door dash me some food. Okay, you got money in the bank. Yeah. And you can ask Shorty, what do you think? Hmm? Money? Yeah. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, so when it, when a rela- when a relationship is transitioning into the, I need Josh here, man. Come on, that was good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I know. I, I like. I have. I know about black culture and stuff. Jesus, guys, come on. Um, but what I was gonna say is like early in a relationship, how how much obligation do you think you've got to to cut to to to, to empty out your cupboard? You know what I mean? Like, cause there's there's levels to empty cupboard. You know what I mean? You can have stuff yeah. in the freezer. You can have stuff in the fridge. You can have shit in the pantry. You know, do you need to to take the Uber app off your phone? That kind of thing. First of all, in basically every relationship, in basically every relationship I've had, like I was like deep in like the we've been dating and talking shit for like a long time before this became like an exclusive situation, like a long time before anything happened. So it's like didn't you say you was you hadn't been in a situation where you was in a committed relationship or serious relationship while you was also fucking other people? Or am I getting confused about the definition of committed or like serious here? Well, so so what I'm saying is that I've been in situations where like I was dating somebody for a long time, like we were recurrently dating, but we weren't exclusively dating. So like by the time mm-hmm. I jumped into like the situation where we were like oh, we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I was fine cutting off everybody because I knew this is what I wanted. Oh, oh, oh you're saying by the time you had the weird together conversation, you had already stopped fucking other people? I'm saying by the time we had the weird together conversation, I was fine cutting everybody off. Okay. But but prior to that, you was f- fucking other people. If I'm, if I'm not, if I'm, if we have not had a conversation about us yeah. being exclusive, you're you should assume... People. That Alvin that is out here fucking. People. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. You should assume that I'm entertaining other people until we have that conversation. Okay, so yeah, so what's the so what's the level of? Because there's there's levels to cut off. So what is it for you? So you said every time you've you've once the boy, boyfriend girlfriend conversation comes up, you're very rarely hesitant because in your head it already made sense that that was maybe like the na- the next natural step, and you're like, cool, hoes going, not a problem. Boyfriend girlfriend, is that the idea? So what's the what does that look like? Because for me, I've definitely fumbled it. But honestly, I've only had to do it a couple of times. So I've definitely, yeah, so I've definitely fumbled it, though. I don't know if I have, like, a set definition of what it looks like. Like, I don't. It's not what do you expect from I, your partner, for instance? It's not something that I really even think about for either of us. Like, I kind of just, oh, like, okay. you know. You just let it be. With, okay. See, because I've, I've run into situations where it was, like, like, homeboys of mine have been, like, Oh, she needs me to like delete numbers, and I'm like, I'm not deleting numbers. That's wild. You know what I mean? I'm not. De- I'm not deleting numbers. I'm not blocking people, in- unless somebody's like trying to get at me. Then I'll block somebody, obviously. But I'm, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. So I stop talking to people. Delete dating apps is definitely reasonable. Um, don't hang out with the people. Like, don't don't try and switch to like, oh, we're friends now. That's inappropriate. And that's what, how I would define it. And that, and I would expect the same thing for them. You know what I mean? You can't, don't, don't switch, don't switch niggas to from friends with benefits to friends and think that that counts as cutting off your hoes. Does not. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, I'm, I'm still like, I don't necessarily like hang out with people that I've like been with before, but like, I mean, like I'm cordial with everybody. Like I, you know, um, yeah, no, I don't know about cordial. I've it, cordial I've, depends. I've, you know, I've, I, for example, I've, I've texted him before, you know? Um, yeah. 
See, because I have, I, I, there definitely are a few people that are kind of like I might be conversational with, but I think once I got into a serious relationship, th even those conversations would need to, to cut down maybe even 100%, but definitely a significant amount. Yeah. I think, but I think that's a natural thing. Though. I think that happens naturally if it's just like cutting down the conversations. Unless you're unless you're actively trying to like keep the conversation going, I feel like naturally that just happens. You underestimate niggas' ability to to spin many plates. Fair enough. Well, you can one hundred percent keep keep everything going if you if you want to. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't want my partner talking to like really any of the previous people. But but you you you're much more you know friends mesh. Said I keep all of that super fucking separate I, I yeah i hate the idea of most of that i know joe it's all about you man you got to have them locked in and ready you know and obsessed mm. with you yeah you know what i'm saying we got a room in the basement it's all it's all made up and clean you know what i mean it's very nice it's got a stool it's got a bed it's great yeah you love it it's got little food holes air holes it's even got one of those little hamster things with the with the water bottle you know what i mean you get a little suckle thing <laughs> it's beautiful um what do you think your your romantic partner should rank in your life relative to other priorities? Because I'm not I, I know you're gonna have a much more interesting answer than I do. I really don't have one. Um, really, bro, I know your crazy ass has like a literally like fucking Excel spreadsheet of where she is, and it's not number one. And she's like, and you're like, this is what it is, and if these criteria are not met, you'll drop down one point, but no less than three. So my whole thing has always been, and I know, and and this is this is 100 a non-answer. So I just think that no partner worth having is going to put you in a situation where somebody else in your life needs you mm. and they make a big you know they make a big fuss about that shit same same thing with family I, I i refuse to believe that my family would ever put me in a position where my significant other needs me not like wants me but needs me we're like that's a problem where i'm there for them so i feel like most yeah, of that okay, conversation no, it, it's, is, is it's it's either a resource conversation or it's the people in your life being like real adult conversation. And that's 100% a non-answer. Yeah. But, and I know that going in, so don't don't crucify me in the comments. No, no, no. Oh, I, yeah. I knew exactly what that was. But I just feel like that's that's really irrelevant when you're dealing with healthy, well-adjusted people. Can I try and box uh, you out, in a little bit? Outside of maybe like relocation stuff. I feel like that's actually much more of a bigger deal for relationships than like dealing with like a family member that really needs you versus like, you know. A significant See, other. If the, the hierarchy is my partner's wants versus somebody else's in my life's needs, then yeah. somebody else's in my life's needs are always going to come first. Okay, interesting. I don't, I don't even, I don't, even, I don't even care. I don't even care if they're small. If like my nephew needs me to pick them up from school, and my significant other is just like, well, I want you here, then I'm picking my nephew up from school. Yes. Okay. See, because I, I feel like there's, and that's, and that's a fair answer, because I feel like there's situations where it's like, what if, like, let's let's say, you you have a a, a parent or a grandparent who needs care. So now you have to find yourself in a situation where it's like, no, I need, I need to move in with my mom or have my mom move in and relocate or spend hella time attending to them. It's going to take months and months and months. I don't know how long it's going to take. And we're not going to be able to participate in a romantic relationship in the way that we were. You have to, you have to deal with that. And I think a lot of people would do that. And a lot of people would understand that, but that's based on the priority that your per like your family's need no matter how extremely it, it fucks up the wants of the relationship is going to be the priority. And is that, that how you kind of frame it? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, see, that's probably that's probably the same for me, honestly. But but there would be there would be limits. Like if if for instance I was in a situation where like let's say I was like the only uncle that like all the kids in the family could come to for like help with something and so, and like let's say i had a big family so they were coming to me for i don't know fucking advice or some shit constantly you know what i mean or i'm constantly helping them build a business or write a paper or whatever and they they need it in a way but i think at some point you go nah y'all got to figure it out like as long as y'all aren't gonna die y'all gonna have to figure it out I'm, it, 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 yeah. it is a need because this might be the difference between them getting into a community college versus getting into stanford like my assistance in money in tutoring whatever the fuck it is might be that difference but i go no i need to make sure my wife and kids are happy so there is there is still situations where i where i would prioritize those differently i i agree with you i think there definitely needs to be some thought around what's a need and what's not a need and then you still even got to prioritize needs i mean you know what i mean yeah yeah like sometimes two people are sick at the same time sometimes you got more than one bedside you got to attend to and you got to figure out what, where, you, where you're going to put it so i that's true i, I mean that happens all the time. And I was trying to get not specific for obvious reasons, but like if I would think that my girl is definitely not number one, no, I would say it's probably like, it's me. Then it's probably my friends. Then it's probably my girl. I would say, because the girl is not necessarily going to be, and it depends how long you've been with her, but yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think in the, in the real sense of it, I think there are very few examples where you literally have to make that decision. I think yeah. I think that's I think that's one of those things where people are real focused on the outlier cases. And I think people are real focused on the outlier cases because the outlier cases tend to be really bad. Yeah, and they can destroy relationships. Exactly. So I think that's why people focus on the outlier cases, but I think they're outlier cases for a reason. I think I think it's worth I think it's worth having like a, a like an understood hierarchy because once those outlier cases come up you end up having to, to question some assumptions that you might have had about where you where your priority is. You might be with a girl, her homegirl gets sick, who lives in France, and it's like, yo, sorry, I'm moving to France to take care of my homegirl. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know, like I understand, but I didn't know that that's what it, I didn't know that that's what the situation was. And you, you know, you didn't have to have that assumption tested, but I think it's worth knowing like, no, look, like we're in love, we're married, you're my husband, but if my homegirl needs me, y y the needs of, like the wants of this relationship are, lower on yeah, that list but, but what i'm saying is i'm very much like of course like let's say let's say like uh, yeah i this don't is think your, everybody this is your that. best friend i yeah. think this is like your best friend like you've known this person so because i know i, yeah, I have close friend, people close in my friend, life yeah. still that like i've known since i was like five that mm -hmm. i'm still in contact with um so like let's say this is one of those level friends like this is like your ace bon coon mm -hmm. and they get sick and you need to go to france for several months a year plus whatever i'm like okay cool mm. all right i'm your i'm your husband so i have to i have to understand that that's what your life is like you have people in your life that you need to take care of and all that stuff i feel like that's yeah. again i feel and I, and I said this earlier i feel like a lot of this stuff is circumvented by having healthy adult relationships and understanding that you're more than just us and me fitting in with the parts of you that are more than just us I mean, I, look, I agree in principle with a lot of that. And I like, you know, there are situations and I've been in situations where I'm like, oh, no, no like I under I 100 percent understand that I'm not the priority. But my. My healthy response in that situation is from understanding that from jump. I don't think a lot of people would be as understanding as you're saying they might say that they are. But in reality, in their heart and in practice of maintaining that relationship, they're going to be like, nah, man, I thought it was your mom, your dad and your pet. 
that a situation like that might happen. I didn't think that Eleanor, who lives in Paris, was going to be, uh, we need to take a year-long break from our relationship, or I need I to move to France the, and quit my job to stay with you. Like, I, I think most yeah, people would be like, I, I didn't expect those, that. I think it's one of those things where I'm not saying that, like, it wouldn't be hard and it wouldn't be an adjustment. I think it would be very difficult. I think I would rather it not happen if, you know, putting right. myself in that position. But you wouldn't end the relationship over it, essentially. No. Or you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel like, oh – this isn't the type of relationship I thought I was in type of situation. Mm-mm. Okay. In, 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 in fact, like I, I've had conversations with women and they've said that one of the most attractive things about me was exactly how loyal I was to my friends. Oh and yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And exactly, and exactly how much I rolled for my friends and like all that kind of stuff. That's something that continuously comes up. So like if, if we're like, if we're like real friends, I'm going I'm to do my best. And again, you know, things happen, you know, I'm busy and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to do better. You know, I've fallen off quite a bit, but I'm going to do what I yeah. can. So I would expect the person that I'm with in that situation to do what they could. If that was feasible for them, yeah. I'd support them. Yeah. Like my homeboy had a, had like a baby. Right. And in my head, I mean, obviously I'm like, he's going to become significantly less available. And that's a reasonable thing, but that's because I have a priority system in my head and I'm like, Eddie is lower than baby in my mind. So things that I would have previously been like, I can count on this nigga for X, Y, Z. Those change dramatically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you could be a good friend, but I think there's also adjustment. But I, but I, I, I like I said, I, I very much agree because I, I think I take friendships seriously and I want to take them even more seriously as I age. I think it's something that people don't, I, I, I think it's something that culture doesn't, um, doesn't validate as like a really important relationship, maybe one of the most important that most people will experience, especially the way society has changed in certain ways relative to like community and romance. I don't think that we give friendship the sacred respect that it deserves. And like, it sounds like you do uh, in the way that you approach the thing. But like this, he's the type of dude who he, when I was in a situation where I needed to very quickly get out of a living situation and I needed to like be able to sleep somewhere else and not go back to a, like where I was living. Uh, he was like, we'll figure it out. Like come stay on the couch and we'll figure it out. And like, and I know he did a lot of management on the back end to make that work and, and even cut me off from the inconveniences that it might've caused in his life that i maybe even today don't know. But in a situation now, he's not a nigga that I would come to for that. I mean, I think maybe he he probably still would <laughs> figure it out, but the the, you, the threshold it would be harder for you to ask. I it would imagine. be way harder for me to ask. Like, I wouldn't even because I I called him and I'm not even gonna lie. I called like the situation that I said. I called him crying. You know what I mean? Like I was like in a very, I was in a very emotionally distraught situation or, or like state of mind, and he was just like, yeah, just just like literally wherever you are right now, just come to my house. And then I just stayed there for like months. Now I would hesitate to make that call because I know once I make that call, he's gonna, he would, he would, cause he asked, you know what I mean? I didn't say, Hey, can I, he was like, yo. And he asked like multiple times. Cause I said no the first like two or three times. So I would be very hesitant. Maybe similar to kind of what you said about your father. You know what I mean? You got to do some calculation because of the priority that you expect to, to have in their life or expect not to have in their life, that kind of thing. Um, oh. Do you think that trust should be earned or given in relationships? 
Um, trust but verify. <laughs> um, okay. no, I think trust is always earned. What's that? What's what's trust but verify from? I always associated with um Ronald Reagan. I don't know if he invented that, but um, ah, okay. I'm, See, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually sure that he probably didn't. I'm sure that he probably didn't. Anyway, okay. um, but I'm 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 verified then trust. Like it's very much earned for me. I I started a lot. I mean, I guess there's a basic level of trust, and you can fuck up and go below that. But ideally, you don't fuck up and you go above that. But it's not like it's not zero. Like there is a level of trust that I have for like a stranger. You can't function with zero trust, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I remember I was in a situation. I'm sitting on the couch with this girl, and she was like. I was I was saying something that I, I was trying to to have her earn my trust about something. I was like I'm just questioning this or I want to I want to see this behavior, and she was like, but I but I just trust you. And I was like, first of all, no, you don't. You like me, and so you think that you trust me or you're willing to behave as if you trust me. And I think that that's silly, and you really shouldn't even do that. You don't know me, and honestly, I would rather have earned trust rather than trust that's just a byproduct of your attraction towards me i would rather you be like be able to draw from experiences where yo eddie did x y and z and that's why i trust him so not only is do i do i like expect people to earn my trust in stronger relationships but i would prefer to have to earn theirs as well <laughs> what's up what's up what's up what's up oh did i say oh some God. joe shit what's up yeah man you're just like a fucking super villain yeah okay like, which, like, which, just, which bit was it like, the first like, bit like, I'm just like imagining her saying, I trust you. And you're like, that was your first mistake. <laughs> and you just like, oh, <laughs> well, see, you fucked up there because I've actually planted a bomb under the couch. Should have never trusted me. Like some fucking, some fucking little finger type shit. And she's like, I don't trust you. And you're like, yeah, that was the first smart thing you said all day type shit. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. That. Not even. No, but, but largely I agree with you. Like, um, you know, baseline baseline trust obviously for and baseline trust only for very small things. You know? And then based on repeated interaction and like incremental trust, you kinda increase the level over time. Mm. So what's baseline trust look like? Cause you I mean, as much as you joke about me being a supervillain nigga, like you are less trusting than I am. Like I mean maybe it's like broke nigga shit, but you seem to not trust about like functional everyday shit where you're you seem like very unwilling to put yourself in a position where you depend on someone and i feel like that is kind of the definition of trust not just like i trust you not to do a thing but i'm willing to put myself in a situation where i could be harmed if you if i'm wrong about you and it seems like you avoid those much more strongly than other people but correct me if you know i i think you're accurately assessing how i operate i think the underlying assumption is wrong that's not based on trust okay that's not because that's not because i don't trust people to do things no that's I think I think I'm largely a very trusting individual. Okay. So how how would you Oh, so um I don't I don't let people do shit for me. It's not it's not because of lack of trust and I don't trust them to do things for me. It's that I have a issue being anybody's burden for a mm-hmm. lot of reasons. Okay, I see. I see. Well, okay. So what about like cuz I remember the rent thing. Like you said you don't ever want to live in a place where you require another person's rent. Is that for the same reason? Well, well, rent when I'm saying I don't want, I don't need to require your rent is a, because I don't want you to see me as a burden. I don't want you to see me as somebody that needs your rent money mm. to live. That's okay. one. Two, if you ever are in a situation, if it's an emergency and you lose your job or what you call, I need to be able to still have a place to live. Mm-hmm. But me um, making it essentially a requirement 
that any able-bodied adult that lives with me is going to be paying on rent but still being able to cover it myself if need be is very much rooted in the fact that like you're not going to say that i need you to do anything and you because you don't want to be that burden mm-hmm. okay gotcha it's a principled stance it's not a i need you stance i don't want you to feel that i need you not that i don't want to need you but that i don't want you to feel needed in a way that that like makes you feel caged like you can yes. leave whenever you want because i don't need i don't need the money is that kind of the idea yes cool Okay, yeah, fair, fair, fair. No, that makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, no, I've, I've, I've not had the money situation to ever say no shit like that. I, I've, I don't think I've ever lived in a place where I could pay the rent by myself. Um, or I wouldn't be willing to live in a place that I could afford by myself. Honestly, like my taste versus my money, I would never be able to make that work. Like I would be living in a fucking, I'd be living outdoors. Honestly, I wouldn't even be in a house if I was trying to, you know, be in price range of where I'm supposed to be. Um, let's see. Toxic positivity. What do we think? I don't know what that means. So that's like in situations where a person is trying to vent or, or maybe wants to share something, the, the other person responds with like either problem solving or minimizing where they're telling them, here's why everything is great. Like you have to realize the gratitude that you should have for where you are in society. That's that's the idea. Yeah, so as defined, I mean, I'm actually, I think I'm very bad with that. Not not in the sense of well you should be happy for all of this kind of thing but more along the lines of like it could be worse um and i know oh, you mean you tend to do that kind of thing more so problem solving i would say yeah yeah like my whole thing is because and it and it's it's always out of love because i mm. know how i operate yes and the way that i operate is i do two things when things go wrong i shift to the statistics of something getting any more wrong mm. and I try to fix the problem. That's what makes me feel better. Absolutely. Doing, taking steps to make the problem better, make me feel better. And I don't feel better until I do that. It could be something very small. Absolutely. Like if I feel, if I feel like my life is in shambles, mm. for example, I clean and I feel better because that's my means, life. That means one part of my life is no longer in shambles. I, so yeah. So I do that to other people and I have to slowly realize that that's not what everybody needs in that situation. No, that's a, that's a thing that comes up constantly because I mean, it's, it's a, it's a repeated issue of like, especially with men and women where a woman will say, yo, I had such a horrible day at work or like my friend treated me like shit or like, fuck, I really feel like I'm like overweight and I just really feel like all of my life is overwhelming me and niggas go into problem solving mode. Well, okay, look, first of all, Cheryl is toxic. You should probably cut her out of your life. Have you tried communicating with her more effectively? Do you want to go to the gym? Like, what, what can we do? Um, and I think part of that is because exactly what the fuck you said, that's what makes us feel better. I, I, nine times out of 10, I don't need someone to validate my emotions. I, I know I'm mad and I know why I'm mad. I know why I'm sad. I need yeah. someone to help me walk through why shit won't get worse and how shit can get better. That's what I want like 90% of the time. Sometimes I do, there are exceptions, which I'll talk about in a second, but 99% of the time, like when I call my niggas to, cause I, I really, now that I think about it, I don't generally call women for emotional distress now that I think about it. Cause they do that validating bullshit and it just makes me feel worse. Now, now that yeah. I think about it, like they try and validate my emotions and I'm like, bitch, I know how I feel. Like I know that the situation is sad. I want you to help me realize how it won't be or to help me come up with a, a solution. Whereas niggas are like, Oh, bro, you tripping, bro. Don't even worry about that. Like that shit happened to me last week. You'll be fine. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Okay. You're okay. I was, I was, I was, 
I was reacting because I thought I was going to go to jail. I thought I, I thought I had, you know, like I thought I had AIDS or some shit. And they're like, ah, oh, nah, bro, that's that's whatever. You know what I mean? And then I feel yep. way fucking better. Or they go, oh, you know, your card that got totaled. Uh, just do this, this, and this, this, the nigga that I know, cool, problem solving. I'm like, oh, fuck, that feels exactly. so much better. And that's what, that's what niggas always do, and it makes me feel, I want them to tell me how it's going to be okay. And that yeah. helps me every single time. And that's, that's yeah. how I operate, but it's, it's also splitting the difference and understanding that that's not what everybody needs from you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for so 100%, like you, 100%, yeah. Yeah, so you got to kind of temper that to, to be what people need in a given situation, and that's something that over a very long period of time, um, I try to, I've tried to get better at, and I think I've incrementally done that. But mm. yeah, man, like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to problem solve the fuck out of your shit um, on instinct. Yeah, so that's what I do. See, and I, and I, I think I, I think I'm a little bit better in that regard. Like, I think I learned early on because I do have a little bit of like rant instinct where I don't actually want the thing to be fixed. I just want to be angry about it. So I, I do have that, so I can empathize with it. And I tend to be like, do you want to just vent? Do you want distraction or do you want me to help you figure this thing out? You know what I mean? Um, and that way the other person can kind of give me an idea of like where they're at. But most of the time niggas are looking for a solution. You know what I mean? Like every time a nigga has called me up with some bullshit, I'm like, cool. So here's why everything is going to be okay. And have you tried this, this and that? Cool. Let's do that. Though it has been annoying sometimes because sometimes niggas offer solutions that are fucking stupid and they don't seem to understand why you're upset so sometimes that can be irritating i've been in situations where i was like oh i'm poor and a nigga's like well have you tried forex and it's like nigga this is so like you missing all of everything that's needed from this situation it's like first of all you're broke so i don't need advice from you about how to make money i just need a little bit of sympathy for like my broke situation yeah. Or lending me money, nigga. I mean, if you want to do that, sure. But even then, not necessarily. But yeah. So sometimes some some validation is is required. But for you, you never need that. You never just want to just vent and like. I actually don't want you to solve the problem because I know this. I know the solution to the problem. I actually already have the solution to the problem, and it's better than whatever dumbass half-ass bullshit you're gonna give me. I just want to complain about some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a complaining ass motherfucker. Honestly, I I will complain until I'm fucking blue in the face. And honestly, I realize how that shit can kind of be like annoying to some people but if you uh find yourself in a situation where um you're talking to someone trying to you know vent your emotions about how you feel and this nigga is just shooting statistics at you from the cdc you might be seeing a red flag but at the same time if you call motherfuckers up just to complain about some bullshit and have no intention of actually getting it solved you might be the one who's waving the red flag this has been waving the red flag podcast it's been alvin it's been eddie we see you see y'all next week along with josh um we want to give a thank you to the uh patrons which i'm going to list now if i can find these motherfuckers uh thank you this week for uh because i didn't even have the shit pulled up um thank you this week for for helping us out to make this episode to uh, anointia johnson robert crocker chrisley fernandez just call me why uh, Kaylin, Michael Phillips, Maluba Princess, Shepard Scott, Density's Child, and Rio Padron II. Um, if you guys want to join us in the live pre-show before each episode, uh, hop on, on Patreon, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace. It's a red flag.